Hey, I'm Sean. Hi, and I'm Shannon. And we're the host of Wifey and Baby Mama. Welcome to Thursday Night Family. Oh, and tonight is not just another Thursday with Wifey and Baby Mama. Oh, no. Tonight we're no. firing the hot show alarm, okay? We have a special <laughs> guest, with, guest with us tonight. We have Amber, the boss lady herself, joining us tonight. All Amber, introduce right. yourself. <laughs> My name is Amber, you know, married, three kids, as Sean said, the bossy one, so <laughs> this is who I am. I'm not bossy. I'm really not bossy. I just, you know, I have, a, I have, I have tunnel vision and I need things done as they should be. Amber, we yes. tell the truth on our show now. We don't don't come over here with that. Amber. Excuse me, I'm not bossy. I just want things to be where they need to be. And there if I go. ask you to do something, just do it. There you go. Persistent. So that's the word you prefer. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. Well, yes, and welcome, Amber. We love mm-hmm. having guests, so we're so excited that you're with us tonight. Thank yes, you. and audience, you get a trifecta of opinions and experience instead of just Shannon and my, you know, ex-thug life, now living for Christ stories, <laughs> you can get another opinion. And I think we can all agree that guest night is the best night. Okay? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And as if having Amber on didn't set y'all off for the night. We have the October Red Line winner of the month. You know, we've been waiting to get to this Thursday tonight. And we'll be reading the submission <laughs> for our first winner um, of the Wife and Baby Mama end of the year giveaway. And if you missed the October mm. deadline, be sure to get your submissions in for November and December. And keep in mind, if you're not selected for this giveaway, your your um, submissions will stay in. And, you know, we'll, we'll play yep. them throughout the year. Only thing that goes away, you won't win a book with the um with the hundred dollars. But guess what? You get a hundred dollars, so buy the book. So it's still a win win, right? With wife and baby mom. Y'all heard me. Every third Thursday as a month is a chance to put a few extra dollars in your pocket. So get in submissions and yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but we like to keep you guys entertained and informed. So now the information is out. Let's get some real going on. And I'm sure we have a little entertainment, too, with this boss lady joining us tonight. So, uh, <laughs> tonight's topic is titled, Who Raised You? Now, who raised you know, most you? of us have heard that slogan, who raised you, right? <laughs> when someone does something outrageous or simply leave the door open when you walked out, um, your grandparents would say, did you ever let us hear that? Were you raised in a barn? A barn? Did you let us hear that? Okay, that's oh, not yeah. a country thing. Okay. so. <laughs> But in this episode, we're not referring to doors, but the Mm -hmm. different ways in which children who are brought up in the same home can sometimes take different paths. Now, Amber, you came Mm -hmm. to mind with this episode because having a son and a daughter and raising Mm -hmm. them pretty much as a single mom, I thought you could offer some insight on how and if your kids turned out different as young young adults. And if you find yourself asking, Mm -hmm. who raised you a lot like I do with my middle daughter child? 
Yeah, I ask that question a lot, <laughs> especially with like uh, Bianca, because you know, if I had a, another kid, I would be, she would be the middle child, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. uh, it 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 kind of is crazy because when they were younger, Brandon was uh, quote unquote the problem child. And um, as mm. they got older, the roles switched. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're like night and day. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's like Bianca is, um, uh, she's a, oh, God, what do you call her? A rebel. She's a rebel. She's going <laughs> to do what she wants to do. She's going to, she's going to, um, uh, find out the hard way nine times out of ten mm-hmm. and versus Brandon where you can talk to him and he's going to listen to you and 85% of what you say to him is going to sink in so okay. yeah they definitely are different definitely yes and and, and it's, it's just unique because same mom same house you know what I mean mm-hmm. same value same, same mom, opportunities same yeah yeah, Absolutely. yeah, like my middle daughter. It, it's day and night from the other girls, and it, and mm-hmm. and it's a definitely who raised you when it comes to right. some days. But and it's he's so five, funny. so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> but that middle daughter of mine, I just look at her like, you know what? The, what did I do? You know, and all I can say, girl, is God is mm-hmm. able sometimes. Now, Shannon, I know you only have one child, right? And you don't have a comparison mm-hmm. to make as far as differences in gender. But even single parents can relate to this. I know is it days that you look at your only son and my oldest stepson and say, what happened? <laughs> Where did I go wrong? Yeah, Does that yeah, happen yeah. with you too? Oh, yeah. But even even if my siblings, you know, when I look at the four of us, um, mm-hmm. when I say the four of us, the four of my mother's children, um, I don't mean to offend my, my baby sister with daddy, but um, the four of us who were raised together, you know, how different we all are. and you would think we were raised by different people. Some of us anyway, (laughs) won't call their (laughs) names. (laughs) You would think there was something different, but there's nothing. It's like same mom, same stepdad, you know, same household, same values, going to church every day, you know, um, believing in God and all of this. And then you look at some of us today, it's like, hmm, okay. Um, (laughs) You're, you're not, you know, you you don't believe in God. That's 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 odd, um, right? And how to, how did you get there? You know, because your parents didn't take you there. So how'd you get there? So looking at individuals like that, that's like, or even people that you see on TV and you wonder how they ended up being a serial killer and their mom and dad are just so perfect. You just, you never know, you You know? know. So, Mm -hmm. and how do you, how do you look at yourself? And I try now even um, with my son um, because I wanted to raise him differently than how I was raised. And we mm-hmm. all do. Most of us as parents, right. we all want to do better. Different. Oh yeah. We want to do better or we think we're better, even if, you know, our life wasn't that bad. Cause mine wasn't. Um, but I still feel, felt like I could do so much better. But what I learned with my son, which I've talked about before, I tried to run from my parents' style so much mm-hmm. that I think I end up doing more harm, you so know. So you ran out? Yeah, mm-hmm. instead of taking the good that mm-hmm. I was given, I tried mm-hmm. to squash it all. So now, not saying I have a bad son, but I could have had right. a better son, you know, if I would have done better. But um, 
yeah, we got to think about, you know, when we look back and try to criticize our own parents for what they, how they raised us, like, oh, who raised you? Yeah, my mother raised me. She did the best she could. And when I look at her, yeah, my mother was 20 with three kids, 20 years old with three kids. Not only was she self-sufficient, she bought a house. It's like, who in the 70s, black, in the the 70s, buys a house? And then she went on to join the Air Force. So our lives were set up. She set it up for us to where we would have prosperity. We would have, Mm -hmm. you know, good life. And those are things that she did at a young age. So, of course, the other stuff that she fell down on, you know, the basic mothering stuff, um, I can't fault her for that. so, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I mean, go ahead, Amber. No, I'm just, I'm taking it all in because, you know, just me agree. and my mom had these, have these conversations and, you know, at, when we were younger, you know, it was, we all took different paths. You know, my brother, went mm-hmm. one, my brothers went one way. It's, it's, it's three of us, you know, two brothers and me and mm-hmm. my brothers went one way and I went another way. And I was quote unquote a problem child because my mother was so protective of me as a as a young girl, you know. We so talked it was about like that before on the show so, a lot. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like you can't do this, you can't do that. You gotta be in the house at a certain time. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not having that. Like, no, you know, so <laughs> Um, the problem child in me was not coming home when I was supposed to, but versus my brothers that took the life of the street life, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. And so now my mother is saying, where did I go wrong? And I'm like, mom, you didn't go wrong. You taught us everything that we needed to know. It's just the fact that they chose that life. It's That's their right. choice. Right. They chose and, that and- life. And yeah, it don't even, it, it so much even as life, our, our choices we make, or the decisions we make, or patterns we take, it's even like the personalities in your kids, right? Like, yeah. I laugh every time I see this post on social media that says, um, when you see your children, like, living life totally against the standards you taught them, and all you can say mm-hmm. is, I did my best. You ever see? <laughs> I did know. my best, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate to that in so many ways. And right. it cracks me up, like, every time, but not just with the discipline and problems problems with my middle daughter. It's even with my oldest daughter. You know, this girl get on social media and post some of the wildest crap you ever seen, right? Yeah. She's so quiet. <laughs> Me, you know, she's smart, hardworking, and she just act the fool on social media and people text me and tag and be like, what's wrong with your kid? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I did. I did all I could. I, I did the best I could. So, so it's not even that she's a problem. She's a great kid. Or she plays the video games to three, four in the morning, screaming, keeping the whole house up, you know, clean your room up. It's like, you're 24, kid. I have kid. one of those. I have one of yeah, those. Yeah, it's like, you're 24, but all you can say, right, is I did my best. Yeah. <laughs> because you know. Because we don't have a, we don't have a, a, a a book to this, you know, you do it. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? So the things that I took from my mother, as far as being a mother, because to me, in my eyes, my mother was a great mother. There was things that she did that I didn't like as I got right. older and seen it. Um, and I said, I would never do that with my daughter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I, I stand true to that. It may have mm-hmm. slipped up a couple of times, but yeah. I stand yeah. true Not to it. Not intentionally. Right. It's just right. sometimes, you know, kids can take you there. Oh, so girl. <laughs> kids can take you there. And I, I just yeah. said to uh, a friend of mine, like, 
people can't move me, but my kids can move me. They can take me to a level that nobody mm-hmm. can take me to. But I think it's because when we think about the sacrifices and stuff we made for them, you know, and the yeah. stuff we didn't get so that they could have, that makes you going to be like, girl, boy, don't play with me. I get yeah, it. Yeah, but I look at that differently. Remember, Sean, we talked a little bit about this on another podcast. I don't, it, it, when you think about your sacrifices that you make for your kids, and I know I get beat up for this all the time, and my sisters, everyone comes for me whenever I make the statement. I don't feel I made sacrifices for my son because I chose to have him. I chose to bring him here. That was my choice. He didn't choose to be here. So any heartache I suffer because he's here, that's on me. I don't feel like he owes me for bringing him into the world. They don't owe you. They owe me anything. No. No, I think you missed it. Yeah, you misconstrued the point. We're saying once you're older, once they're older, Shannon, and mm-hmm. they have responsibility and, and they have choices to make and they keep continuing to make bad choices. And you're bad like, I, I didn't raise you that way. I didn't raise yeah. you. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's the thing that I say to her all the time. Like, who raised you? Because I, <laughs> I didn't raise you that way. So yeah. that's why so I said when this, when this title came, this I said, from? Amber. I'm getting there because I know yeah. you can relate to me, but we tell our stories all the time. So we we love a different Absolutely. opinion, Be- a different yeah. voice, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of women hold in things about their kids because they, they feel like it's embarrassing. But to oh, right. me, it's like, come on now. So I many did my women best. Go through, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the <laughs> yeah. day, so many women go through things like this. I'm not mm-hmm. embarrassed about whatever my kids have done. I'm not embarrassed because to me, you got to go through things to learn things. That's to right. Me, yeah. If you yeah. share it, yeah. if you share it, that's mm-hmm. one mother that says, oh, my God, I'm not alone. Right. Well, that's why we right. do these podcasts every week, Amber. Exactly. I'm so happy to hear you yep. say that. Shannon and I say all the time. We try to say yeah. it every week. Mm-hmm. If we can help one person understand, you're not alone. You're not the first one right. to go through it. You won't be the last one to go through it. But we try to help them grow through it and try mm-hmm. to avoid making the decisions we make exactly. before you right. get to our age. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. And to the young people, to the young yeah. people, we want to make sure because a lot of them feel like how I felt. Oh, I got to do different from my mother. And it's fine to do a little different, but you got to take the right. good. You got to remember gotta the, good. the good. So when I'm looking at these posts from all of my nieces and my, mm-hmm. you know, goddaughters and all this, and they're thinking they're the perfect parent. I don't know if you all see the same post I see <laughs> from the people under the age of 25 or under the age of 30. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, my child is this and my child is that. It's like, okay, but you got to understand you're where'd you get your experience you know where'd you you get all this know-how and knowledge exactly Mm -hmm. so how are you thinking you're better and you're smarter and this is that yeah you've learned some things from you know there are more this is more of the information age so Mm -hmm. yeah you can go out and google a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and all of that but still your basics um you a lot of it's common sense you know, you don't, right. you didn't need anybody to teach you not to leave your daughter alone with some old man. Cause right, a lot right. of us have gone through all of that. And that's these right. little young girls I see today, they're like, Oh yeah, I would never do that. But then it's like, Oh, but he's off with his, you know, the baby daddy somewhere. And you, it's like, but who's, who's your child with? You don't know. You so don't you know. might, you might be doing exactly what your mother did that caused you to go through some trauma because you're thinking you're so much smarter. Yeah. Right. And but yeah. 
it, it goes to it goes back to um what you said with the mothers. You know, I'm doing a good job. I love mm-hmm. the post from the mothers who got a seven month old or two year old. So I'm the best. I'm a great mom, and I be saying to myself, "Oh baby, keep living." Them little sneakers is cute, ain't it, huh? I know. Them little yeah. rats is cute. You let me holler. Yeah. Holler me about being a mama when they're about fifteen, baby. You don't have to do it. Uh, holler you know at me. What? So this is the those are the thing. funniest posts to me. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. My mother told me when I was when when my kids were young because they're only fourteen months apart. She said, Amber, now is not the time when your kids really, really need you. It's when they turn teenagers that you need to be. And then I thought about it. You know, my mom was a single mom. So she worked two to three jobs. She wasn't home. She wasn't home. So when I had kids, I said to myself, I need to be home from like five on. So I definitely need a job where... I can be home after five. I right. need right. to stay. I need to be in. I need to be in that time zone because I know from me and my brothers that we <laughs> what did, went on when Mama went what, home. What yes. went on when my mother wasn't home? You understand? Yeah, yes, I know absolutely. what we did. I understand right. what right. we did, and I think that because I was home after five. And they couldn't get away with a lot of things. Now, they got away with stuff, but they couldn't get away with a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. not only mm-hmm. was I, not only was I there, my mother was there, you know, and um, yeah. she didn't have that with her mother. My mother, right. you know, she, her mother was supportive, but not as supportive as I feel my your mother was with my kids. kids. Right. I get it. So and, it was like you couldn't you couldn't maneuver a lot, like in regards to my kids, you couldn't remove a maneuver a lot, and it was like, you know, I've been there, done that. Just like we had the discussion, I should have been dead. I should have been in jail because of the things that I did. Because my parent, who was a single parent, had three jobs to take yeah. care of us. That's right. Come yeah. on, yeah. like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like yeah. It's like when you hear those stories of sacrifices. You know, my mom, of course. I, you know, you guys know she had. She was in. A, she was addicted. She had trouble with the streets. And you said your mom was in the mm-hmm. air force. Like it's like mm-hmm. three different. We all live three different lives. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Yeah. But yeah. we all got to this place that we're successful black women, yeah. right? Because we mm-hmm. we figured it out. And look, you know, it's like you said, Amber. There's no guy, right? We can pray no for problem. these kids. We can mm-hmm. raise them. We sacrifice. Yep. We guide them. Yep. We can give them yep. the finest thing. But we can yep. ensure we'll all turn out all good no matter what we do, right? No so matter sometimes what. we just have to let them walk it out, like you said, walk Amber, it out. And mm-hmm. allow the universe and time to do its thing, you know? As long yeah. as you yeah. talk them the word, giving yeah. your children a good solid foundation, right. we always have to believe that they'll turn around and get it and get it right sooner mm-hmm. or later. Because yeah. we my kids know the Bible better than I do. Okay. I, I, I stand true to, I believe in God. I, I pray to him. I do all of that. Mm-hmm. But I, as when they were younger, I put them in a daycare that was, you know, based on, you know, God and mm-hmm. everything, you know, so it was taught to them. So they can recite stuff from the Bible that I cannot recite <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they'll still make 
Yeah, but they'll still but they make still choices make that, they that you make wouldn't make. Because <laughs> then sometimes life is the best teacher, girl. And oh, then yeah. I go like and say, yeah. who raised you? Mm-hmm, yeah, who mm-hmm. raised you? Who now, raised Amber, you? It is, it's another point. Just one more point I want to catch up, um, yeah. touch on, seeing that this is a blended family podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. want to specifically ask you this. Having mm-hmm. raised your two children solo, right, yeah. at least for a while, then getting married later on in life and gaining right. another little handsome man, you know, mm-hmm. from your husband, right. who is right. younger, right, than your biological children. Yeah. Do you right. see a difference as far as discipline or guidance? Hell you know, yeah. now having yeah. the opportunity to say, I'm going to tell your daddy. Because, I, girl, I keep that one in my back pocket. <laughs> you know, versus me raising the girls alone, you know. So I guess what I'm asking is, is it easier or is it just routine because you've already raised a son? So. This is the thing, right? So, um, Scotty was in prison for, um, from the time Devon was born until mm-hmm. he was about 10. So, okay. he knew Scotty. He, that, you know, his mother made, his mother and his father made sure that he had a relationship with him. Okay. Right. So his mom moved to North Carolina when he was a baby. So mm-hmm. um, when I met Scotty, well, oh, let me let me backtrack a little bit. I met Scotty in high school. We went to the senior prom together. We were together for a while, and then we just drifted apart. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many years, over the years, you know, I was like, damn, I wonder how he he's doing you know whatever but I just didn't have anybody that I knew that knew him to tell me how he was doing because I always wondered because he was such a sweet guy in high school right Mm -hmm. fast forward you know how we met back up is because his cousin I knew his cousin and he um was on Facebook and said that his cousin was about you know how they say touchdown when they about to touch down right and I said oh shoot like you know so I inboxed his cousin and said you know tell him like hi you know I was always wondering I thought he was moved out of town you know because I had never seen him you know so, so you know he's on paid vacation by the right. <laughs> so you my know, husband took so, one of them too. I took a couple right. of them to go here. So the, exactly, <laughs> this is where me and you, Sean, um, you know, have so much in common because of the mm-hmm. fact that Scotty had been in prison most of his adult life. Mm-hmm. So, um, he didn't have that. He didn't have that uh, privilege to raise his son up until about 10. So when we got together, you know, he told me about his son, blah, blah, blah. You know, and the first time he went to see his son, I went with him because he, you know, moving up there, he was in fifth grade. So Mm -hmm. he says, you coming? And I said, no, I'm not coming because this is your first time seeing your son. He doesn't need to see me. He don't need to see me. He needs to see you. He needs to focus on you. He don't need to know who I am at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, um, I met his mother and all of that and whatever the case may be. Now, fast forward, around seventh grade, Scotty says to me, he needs to come live with us 
because I need to, you know, be Fine in this life that. and whatever, mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, we know so black boys came. need their daddies, yeah. honey. Absolutely. Yeah, like, just yeah. like so water. he came here. He came here. And um, in, those, in that age, you know, they're more... Th that age, you know, they 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 just they they're here and they're like, you know, whatever they go with the flow. As they turn into <laughs> teenagers, <laughs> as they turn into te teenagers, this is this different vibe. Now, with to me, I've been blessed because Devon is a very laid back kind of person, kind of uh. uh Young adult, young teenager, yes, whatever is. you want so to say. He's so yeah, like he's a really very little boy. Right. But he's selling him. himself now, you know. Oh, yeah. It's that age. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. that age. I'm like, he's smelling himself, you know. So <laughs> um, I haven't had that. I haven't had many problems with him, but I'm very old school. So it's like when you walk into a room, you speak. You speak. When you mm -hmm. come in the house, you speak. Mm -hmm. And he's a teenager. So right. if I had to say, it's just that. like oh, Just a teenager. I, yeah, just being a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and he just blended I, right in with your other kids. I love that. He blended right in with the other kids. I love that Definitely. Part. But my kids are very inviting. You know what I That's mean? Uh, they're just like, they're like that. me. Mm. They're Beautiful. like me. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give you this chance until you do something stupid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that's, that's how they are. Mm -hmm. That's how I am. I'm so inviting to people. So it's like, until you do me wrong, we good. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, um, well. yeah, being, I, I just feel like Devon is just like, he's a good kid. He's really a good kid, but we're going through the teenage stage mm -hmm. of his mm -hmm. life. Um, child, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I took the approach of let me fall back. Let me let Scotty be a parent because he yeah, hasn't yeah. been mm -hmm. a full-time parent. I've been there. I've done that. I've right. made good mm -hmm. choices. I've made bad choices. I've made, you know what I'm saying? And when you need me, I'm here. That's it. That's right. it. That's the recipe. When you need me. Well, when you thank need you for me, that, I'm Amber. Here. I just I just wanted to know, like I said, but with the podcast being on blended families, I'm like, let me touch on that and see how that works out. And mm -hmm. so yeah. it's just another yeah. example that it can work. Just like Shannon and I work. Oh, yeah. Just like our work. kids work. Just like our husbands yeah, exactly. are friends. It works. Exactly. It work and yeah. just and everybody's I was mature. like, Oh my God. And I was not I was not sure because I'm like, okay, how is his son's mother going to be. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I uh -huh. don't I don't play that rah rah stuff. I, I'm too <laughs> old. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. not doing it. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as I see that, me and Scotty would have been over. Because I, I, I don't have time for that. We're we right. not about to do this. Because to me, right. as my mother raised me to be, kids are off limits. That's mm -hmm. right. Kids Absolutely. are off limits. If you if you come into a relationship and the woman has kids or the man has kids, you treat those kids as with your own. respect. As your own. That's right. All of that. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the adult situation. That's Absolutely. right. 
And we preached and that from the beginning it. of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am happy yeah. that you said that. But we have a red line to get to. So okay. thanks, oh, Amber, for fine. sharing. Yeah, thank now, you, ladies, I, I think we'll leave the people with this, guys, on this topic uh, of who raised you. Our our opinion only. You no, know, it's, it's moms who, yeah. who figured it out. The simple key, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe someone will say recipe. Some of us will say recipe key is men. Like raise, if you're raising single girls, raise that woman to be someone you will want to marry. Raise her to be a wife for another man. And men and, and women, if we're raising sons, raise those mm-hmm. boys to be leaders. Mm-hmm. Raise them leaders. to be leaders of families. And if it turns out any other way, you know, that that's between them and the universe. Like I said, because of course, mm-hmm. no matter how good we do of what kind of perfect situation we're in you know it's not gonna always turn out like we think so right i just say we do our best and let god do the rest ladies yeah that is truth and in knowing too that a lot of times you know a female can't really raise a son the way a man can that's right so my my son of course his father wasn't here however Whenever there was a major issue, and Sean, you know this, I could always say, you know, same way you tell the Frank, let me let me get him on the phone. <laughs> here, mm-hmm. you need to talk to him. Even if he wasn't <laughs> physically here in Charlotte, just That's having right. that presence, that Absolutely. voice on the other it end of the phone a, saying, it makes what you doing, difference. boy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It makes a freaking difference. I'm telling you. Yes, it does. So that's yes, why, Amber, even though you got to go through this at, later on in life with, with, with mm-hmm. um, your baby, at least you got dad mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least you got him there now. So you got to, yeah. in yeah. our older days, we need to let me tell your daddy. I'm going to tell your dad in our back pocket, honey. We don't got the energy we had in our 20s when we had these kids. No. So at least it came at a time that you're settled, Am, and you got Scotty there, and you guys can do it together. And I'm sure that makes that takes a load off, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely does. But, um, yeah, it's a process. It's a process. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll hurry it up because I know you guys have time, but I, I let's not let's not even focus on Devon. Uh, you'll have to bring me on again, maybe. But oh yeah, me and Scotty was definitely to a point where divorce was on the table because of the 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 the, the crashing of him and Bianca. You, Sean, you know Bianca. Oh yeah, you know. So no, we yeah, got absolutely. an episode for that. So so hold yeah. on. And, and Shannon, did you yeah. just hear us say we can bring okay. her back? Yeah, yeah. So Amber, yes. we got a, we got a, we got an episode geared for that next season. So hold hold, hold that line. Listen. I don't want you to bring that. We need to hear that. We got a show for that. Yeah, you. We have a show for that. We definitely thank have a show for that honey, because we don't mm-hmm. we don't want to portray everything's all good in, in the neighborhood and blended families. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not. work. Mm-hmm. It's work. It's and when, on the next mm-hmm. episode, I can't wait to bring you back. Y'all can bring me back about five or six times. I got stories every every you know every title every episode every title because well, it. so guys, so audience, you heard it. Amber has committed you heard to at it. least, yeah, at least one more show. One more show, but we may have <laughs> we have met five for Amber because you know we we can get down with this thing all night. But tonight, that's right, we got to get okay. on with it because okay. I got to read this red line, y'all, and it's a good one. Right. Onto and, the red line. Yes. Okay. All right. Tonight's red line is courtesy of our October 
submission um, oh, winner. Mrs. We got a winner. Badger, yes. <laughs> hey. And I'm telling you, Nia, she just called it. She slid this thing the last minute. So I think, I don't know if her name was on top, but I know everybody on back. It's got to be Rick. It is not. Nia is the winner. And I not Rick. Almost flipped it's out, not Rick. But it's not Rick. And I didn't even pick it. Shannon did. So there you go. <laughs> but anyways, um, Nia writes, my scariest red line is the time a, uh, time a guy in college approached me saying he was interested in me. He was on the football team tall and huge with big muscles. We would casually talk when we saw each other, but nothing too much. One day he walked me home after a party. We were at my door and we were talking. I said, I'm ready to go inside my room because it's getting late. He asked me to come in and I said, no. Then he started grabbing my arms and getting aggressive. He said, you've been playing with me, acting like you really like me. Excuse me, sir. I don't know what excuse me is. Excuse me, sir. I barely pay you any attention is what Nia wrote. You asked me to walk me home. I actually was getting really scared. So I was like, Nia, think fast. I told him, guess what? I changed my mind. I'm going to let you in my room. Just let me make sure my roommate is asleep. He let go of my arms and I went in my room, locked the door and crawled right in bed. (laughs) I avoided him until graduation. Definitely dodged a raper that night. And my cat Mm. Williams voice. So you were just going to take the booty. (laughs) No, sir. (laughs) Not with the Lord on my side. (laughs) You got that right. Praise the Lord. Keep up the good work, ladies. Nia. Nia, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We shall keep up the good work. And Shannon, you take it from here. (laughs) Congratulations, Nia, on winning and being our October winner of our $100 gift card and your copy of uh, Sean's book, I Love the World to Know. Um, So happy that you wrote in. And for all of our submissions, you know, we say every month, we appreciate you all writing in. We love reading them. And of course, we love to award a winner. And so thank you all. So remember to submit um, for the remainder of the year and, and every month to wifey and baby mama at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your submissions. All right. Now we're on to our final segment of the night. You know, we do our uh, fictional family, the fictional family we're feeling. So the fictional family I am feeling tonight is from Shameless. Uh, it was a, a a franchise on Showtime, ran many, many years. I think it ended, I can't remember when. Um, but the Gallagher family is the, the family name. In this particular episode, uh, the sister, the oldest sister, Fiona, is in court trying to get custody of her siblings because their father, who... Those of you who've watched the franchise know his name's Frank, Frank Gallagher. He's a drunk. He's an alcoholic and nothing comes before his his bottle. And so Fiona's in court telling the judge why she should have custody and raise her siblings, her her two brothers. Um, So she talks about, um, she's telling the judge how they were living in a car at one time because of her father. They were living in a car. And the father's driving around and he puts them out on a curb and he says, I'll be back. Well, he doesn't come back. 
And meanwhile, her little brother, Ian, has a fever, a very, very high fever. So she figures out how to get him um, to an emergency room. And she gets some help and, you know, he's okay. But they're saying, you know, his temperature was 104. And if it had been a couple of more hours, who knows what would have happened. Um, so she saves him. And then she eventually finds her father. And then instead of her father saying, oh, are you guys okay? You know, how's my son? Because I think this, the son was, you know, under the age of 10, maybe six or seven years old. No, he asked his daughter, Fiona, <laughs> How much money you got? Oh. <laughs> he, yeah, of course, he needs a drink. He don't care about his children. And so she says to the judge, you know, um, she didn't have her mother. Her mother's bipolar and locked up somewhere or whatever. And the father's alcoholic. She says, I just want what's best for my siblings. She says, I've done everything to raise them. And I forgot to, when I set up the scene, she's young herself. She can't be more than a teenager herself. And she says, I just want what's best for them. And I've done all I could to help them. And she says, I'm not asking for your pity or any, any of that. I just want to be able to give these kids the life that they deserve. And they deserve better than what they've been given. For her little young mind to understand that. And also, you know, plead to the judge. That's great. And her father, who's sitting right there, the judge turns to him and says, so um, you're willing to give up, you know, all your parental rights and, you know, give it to your daughter. And the father says, oh, so I won't be responsible. I won't be held accountable. Uh, you know, it'd be off me pretty much. And the judge says, yes. And the father's like, okay, cool. And so wow. he, he walked away from his kids. So when you look at how some people are raised and when we do ask the question, oh, who raised you? Sometimes their background is going to tell a lot. And then in other instances, like we spoke on tonight, they could have had the perfect upbringing and you just never know. So asking who raised you and or how you were raised, I hope we can try to understand a little bit about the folks that we know weren't raised the way we were or may have had a, a tougher a tougher time or a tougher upbringing and be a little bit more understanding instead of like a lot of us can, you know, judge a little bit and say, oh, yep, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that well, is the great fictional, fictional family, family I'm feeling. Great fictional family girlfriend, and I can totally relate, you know, in my book, I tell you. I pretty much raised all of my siblings, so I, I get yeah. it, you know, but yeah. all of us didn't turn out right. Some of us didn't turn out perfect. <laughs> all of us didn't turn out bad. It's just a matter of right. choices. So exactly. who raised you is not always the problem. <laughs> right. Not you know? always the problem. Yeah. Well, that was a great fictional family girl. And Amber, thank you, thank you for joining us. Yes. This is a great thank show, lady. Oh, I, I, I had a good time. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna have to come to you, you put it out there now, Amber. So we shall yeah. see Amber back in future episodes. <laughs> Listen, you wrote a book, trust me, Sean. Let me tell you. I you can got write a couple a book. in you. You got a couple in you. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Amber, yeah. for having us. Thank you so, so for much. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we nice can't wait to have you. you. You too, Amber. We can't wait to have you back. So um, yeah. We look forward to that next season. Absolutely. All right.
Okay. And thanks everyone for joining us tonight. And until next week, we love you all. Love you all. (laughs) Goodbye.